Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast, and we're live from New York. We are live in New York City. I got the windows open, okay, at the I Am Rappaport podcast studio. It is uh, <clears throat> spring here in New York City. Fucking baseball's underway. Pacquiao Mayweather is going to happen. And this is the I Am Rappaport podcast, folks. All right. Yo, I'm going to do something different, G. Moody. Let's see. G. Moody's up in here. So we're going to start the show. Usually we find this in the show. We're going to start the show with the De Niro line of the week. Oh, a new twist. Yeah, a new twist. I love fucking De Niro. I know, man. I'm a big fan too, man. Like, knowing me, be, be honest. If you say a, a, a quiz about me, if someone said to you, how many times a week... Or how many times a day would you say your your boy Rappaport mentions Bob De Niro not doing the podcast? Like you would say, like how often do you think I bring him up? A day. A, like would you say that at least once a day? Pretty Five much. times a day. Every time you yeah. see me, I bring. I love Robert De Niro. Hell yeah! Like I love Robert De Niro. So we're gonna do the Robert De Niro line of the week. G Moody is in here. Yes, sir. We're gonna do the Untouchables. Sort of underrated, I think, 
sometimes overlooked. I mean, it's looked at as one of the great movies, but it was, of course, starring Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, a young, very, very charismatic Andy Garcia. Was he in that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Untouchables. Yeah. Just almost played myself. Robert De Niro, of course, played Al Capone. Bob Hoskin has played Al Capone. But De Niro had to take on it. This was, uh, you know, after, you know, uh, Raging Bull. And he, uh, he, he didn't regain the weight uh, that he gained for uh, Raging Bull. But, he, you know, he, they had a, like a fat suit and, 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 you know, they had some prosthetics. And, he, you know, and, uh, but it's a great performance. I'm pretty sure he got nominated for it. And uh, he's, you know, he has a great scene. And everybody probably knows what it is. There's two great scenes. There's a scene in the, in the uh, bus stop. Where he, st- where he, him and him and uh, Kevin Costner, who's like Mr. America, like you know, like plays it really straight, really sweet, and and De Niro says, "You got nothing, you got nothing, you're nothing but a lot of talk and a badge." And when they're in the uh, the Penn Station, the Grand Central Station, right? Because you got nothing, you got nothing in court, you don't got the bookkeeper, you got nothing, and if you were a man, you would have done it by now. You got a, th- you you got not- you don't got a thing, you punk. He's saying that to Kevin Costner, but then later on. <coughs> He, he gets more hyped, and De Niro says, I want, and I used to do this when I did stand-up comedy. Somehow or another, this is why I wasn't a good stand-up comedy, g I don't know <laughs> if you remember this, but remember I would do Robert De Niro lines yep. Yep. on stage. Improv. At the end, when I would do stand-up comedy. I, there's tape of me doing stand-up comedy. I'm going to release it. Only I have the tape, thank God. Wow. I look crazy. What? <laughs> I look crazy. I, I, I look crazy. But I used to quote this line from... The Untouchables. I want you to get this fuck where he breathes. I want you to find his Nancy Boyle. I want you to find this Nancy Boyle in this. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burned to the ground. <laughs> I want to go in the middle of the night. I don't want to piss in his ashes. De Niro. All time. I would great. do that on stage. You did that shit on stage? On stage, but Man. somehow tied into some kind of joke. And then I wonder why my stand up comedy career went nowhere. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> I want you to get this fuck where he breathes. I want you to find this Nancy boy, Elliot Ness. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. Shit. I want to go there in the middle of the night. I want to piss on his ashes. Now, see, I wonder, this is the mystery and the magic of Robert De Niro, because you probably can never get a straight answer. Like, when I see him do those lines in in, in Untouchables, I think to myself as an actor, I'm like, was that written? Was it improved? Was it improved in rehearsal and then written? Like, wow. you know, like I wonder, like, how many times did they do it? What was Kevin Costner thinking? Like, yo, you're watching Robert De Niro in his prime and he's screaming on you. Right. And those other actors, you know, that, that, that first scene, like Kevin Costner is like there with Robert De Niro in his prime. But Kevin Costner was in his prime. I don't know. I just I, I always think about that shit. But that is the. Robert De Niro line of the week. I'm going to do it one more time. I'm going to just read it. I'm not even going to perform it, okay? Do it. I want you to get this fuck where he breathes. We should get a child to read this. (laughs) Yo, you know how they do that? Like, We're going to get, yo, this is what we want. Please, listen, I want to talk to the fans real quick. Talk to them. You know, the I Am Rappaport podcast, we're in here. Gerald's drinking that honey. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking that Snapple Mm -hmm. and some water. We're doing this for the love of the game. Because we love it. We love it. We love it. I love this. The I Am Rappaport podcast is like, it's like my baby, okay? Because 
This comes from the heart, this show. Okay, we started about seven months ago, and we've built a mini empire. We've built a mini worldwide fucking phenomenon. Yes, we have. But we don't ask for much. We send T-shirts. If you, if you say to me, yo, Mike Rap, yo, your fuck style's buckwall, or yo, Mike Rap, I love the podcast, loaf, hashtag, I send a T-shirt. Yeah. You know, that's how I've given away about 35 to 40 T-shirts the first week that I was giving away T-shirts. And then every other week, if you came to my house in L.A., Gerald, you would see I have boxes and boxes of I Am Rappaport T-shirts. That I paid for that are to give fans. away for free yeah. to my fans. And I say to you people, all you got to do is participate on Instagram and, 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 and on Twitter and you don't do shit. <laughs> a couple of you do shit. But I'm like, can you make a video? I said, can somebody do the Cousin Jonah Fuck Styles Buckwild beat? I get nasty like a muck pile. you out of luck, child. Because I said somebody, can you get on Instagram and do 16 bars of that. No one fucking did it. Oh, fuck. So you know what? I'm going to start making the fucking t-shirt giveaways harder. Because my feelings are hurt. Yeah, okay, whack. G. Moody, my fucking feelings are hurt. That's whack, yo. Okay? So this week, what I'm looking for is I want you to find your nephew, your cousin, the bad kid down the block, your sister could be a girl. And I want you to have them do the De Niro line of the week. I want you to get this fuck where he breathes. I want you to find this Nancy Boy Elliot Ness. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burned to the ground. Damn. I want to go there in the middle of the night, and I want to piss on his ashes. I want you to find someone to do that line. Shit. And if you do that, you get a T-shirt. Your significant other gets a T-shirt. You get two fucking T-shirts. I'm giving them away for free. Some people have already received their I Am Rappaport T-shirts. Wow. And I have to go through all this to give you T-shirts. give them away. But look at my, my voice is like, because I've performed the De Niro line of the week. I'm so excited about doing another De Niro line of the week. And I'm so excited about getting into this new episode of the I Am Rappaport podcast. So... G Moody, what's the deal? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna make a, a promise to the fans because my mother, she, you know, my mother June, shout out to, to June, JB, and 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 I'll say my girl, but my mother embarrassed me and said, I don't want to hear about your fuck style being buck wild. <laughs> this is my mom. I don't want to hear about your loaf. Oh. Cut it out every week with the fuck styles that are buck wild and the sugar dick. And this is coming from my oh, mom. Yeah, yeah, shit. It's fucking humiliating. Yeah. Jesus. So we're not going to discuss sugar dicking. Yeah. That's and what, we're not discussing anybody's fuck style this week. That's on the shelf. We're not going to say it. We're going to shelf it for, for the next few episodes. Okay, guys? So if you, if you want to talk about sugar dicking and fuck styles, you do it amongst yourselves. We're not going to do it here at the I Am Rapport <laughs> podcast this week. Okay? Word. We're not, we're not saying any of that stuff, so we're moving forward. But I do want to rehash one more thing, because I did actually get a lot of blowback from this Lena Dunham thing. Oh, well, you didn't tell me. Let me and, hear. And, and, and well, but it's it squashed. I don't want to keep talking about Lena Dunham and okay. and and because and, that kind of that episode where we talked about Lena Dunham and her boyfriend is really where I think we took F style is be wild too far, too far. Okay. And we said Ding down. <laughs> And then we said something about the, uh, the, the, the dope D. Oh, yeah, and we too said, much. I'm, too much cursing. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know what we're talking about, but it's, they're all filthy words. 
But I wanted to say that in that in that episode where we talked about Lena Dunham and the the stereotypes of Jews, I was thinking, you know, like the stereotypes that she could have perpetuated that probably she wouldn't have gotten so much blowback from the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, she could have said, you know, basic things like, you know, my aunt is so cheap. She brings her own scale to the butcher's market. <laughs> that everybody, everybody's aunt does that. Right, everybody's right. Jewish aunt does that. We all do that. Right, right. Like these are stereotypes that I don't mind because they're, they're just facts. Or she could be like Jewish guys have big pricks. This is stereotypes yeah, like that you perpe- love to have. Keep perpetuating this. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that about Jews. Everybody knows that Jews are so cheap that they use the dental floss more than once. Oh, shit. Every fucking body. So perpetuate those things, Leah Dunham. Say that. No, that's just a little, that's a little Jewish humor. Those are pretty good. That was fucking good, man, I must say. Here's another thing that uh, I wanted to uh, follow up on, G. Moody's. I was at the uh, Howard Stern wrap-up show with uh, Fafa Fui and uh, John Hine. The legends. The, the, the Howard Stern Show, and we talked about the I Am Rapport podcast, of course, because how could they not talk about the I Am Rapport podcast? The I Am Rapport podcast, if you've never heard me on the wrap-up show versus Matt Berry, check that shit out, okay? It's an instant classic on the Stern wrap-up show, because when you go on the Stern Show, you, you I feel like, to me... Like, it's like you're doing the Ed Sullivan show. Like, you know this shit is going to be in the Smithsonian at the end of the day. Like, the Howard Stern show will be in the Smithsonian. Yeah, change the whole game. So when, when I go on there, even though I'm doing just the wrap-up show, like, I don't even want to be on with Howard. Like, he, to me, he's too far. Too, like, I, I want to interview him. Right, right. Like, I don't think I'm even worthy of being interviewed. I, don't even think, I think Howard Stern needs to be interviewed. I want to interview Howard Stern. Word. That'll be good. <clears throat> but... Just to be on that show, on the wrap-up show, talking shit, having fun. This week, oh, but so we, we, the point of the, the, the big thing that came out of the wrap-up show was that when I was on there, and I know, and I have a lot of respect for Gary Delabonte, but I just call him fa fa <laughs> Yeah. Ba-ba-booey. Uh-huh. Ba-ba-ba-ba-booey. Ba-ba-boo. ba 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 When I was on there, I told him, I said that being such a music lover, because Fa-Fa-Fooey is a big music lover, but him not having any real knowledge and understanding and appreciation for hip-hop is like ignoring a whole chapter of music. So you can't really call yourself a music lover if you've never explored hip-hop, because I'm sure he's explored the blues, I'm sure he's explored country, I'm sure he's explored all the other genres of music. How could you ignore hip-hop? It's not going anywhere. Right now it is, although it's not at its best quality, it is the most popular kind of music period across across the globe and it has been for like the last 15 20 years 20 years yeah since like the late 90s number one selling uh genre so anyway it was cool being on there so anyway the point is that we made a playlist i made a playlist for the uh for them i said i was gonna make a spotify playlist and it's also up uh on stern uh, website but it's on spotify and it's called Stern Show Hip Hop for Beginners. Yeah, that's it. Stern Show Hip Hop for Beginners. Is on, you can follow me on there. Anyway, it's about 200-something songs, and you can feel free to add it. I didn't want to do everything too complicated, and I didn't want anything to overwhelm or confuse. I didn't want to slow-pitch things, but I didn't want to like throw too many curveballs. I threw some knuckleballs in terms of the songs that I picked. So you, you people could go check it out. And uh, tell me what you think. You could add things. Some people mean like, well, I don't think there's an Eminem song on there. 
Is that is that is that is that blasphemy? They know that. See, they know Eminem. Yeah, they know that. They don't know who the fuck JVC uh, Force or, or Main Source is. <laughs> they they like Main Source like that's like that's like they never heard of Main Source. Right. So you got to you got to. They've, them, they've heard some public enemy. They you, heard Fight the Power. That's not on the list. You got to give them a, a good playlist. And I, I know I you have. I gave them a good one. Yeah. I gave them a good one. Uh, you know what the fuck we can't forget to talk about? What? UNC. North Carolina. Yeah. And the University of Kentucky. Coach Corleone. Calamari. Castellano. Calipari. You lost. You lost, you fuck. You, you lost. You fucking lost. <laughs> you lost. You lost. You fucking <laughs> lost, Calamari. We fucking got you where you breathe. <laughs> Calipari. He was pissed. We got you. Yeah, we, we got you, you fuck. <laughs> you thought you were going to go 40 and 0 to top the great John Wooden. And, and you're not the Fab Five. You're not fucking Duke with Leitner. No. Nope. You're not Chris Mullen Saint. Yo. yo you're not even close to Georgetown with Michael Graham and the bald heads. You're not fucking you're UNL. A, you're not even your other Kentucky team. You're just a bunch of fucks, and you lost. It's just another your team fuck. isn't a bunch of fucks because they're kids. I like those guys. Yeah. This isn't to, towards the kids. They're doing their thing. It's you. It's you, Calipari. <laughs> it ain't the kids. Is it the kids, Gerald? No. No. It's you. It's just you, Coach Corleone. <laughs> You fucking thought you were going to do it, and you lost to Frank the fucking Tank. Frank Kaminsky, I love him, but Frank the fucking Tank, I hope that cocksucker is getting, a, getting some sort of degree. Because he'll get drafted, but that fucking guy's not going to make it in the NBA. He might make it on a bench somewhere because he's probably a great teammate. Right. He, he, he's a guy who could work hard. He could bang some threes. Like He, he could have, a, I think he could have actually a, a, a career in he the NBA. Have, yeah. Do you? He could shoot. He could be a role player. He could be a role player. Yeah. So, but, but, but you lost to Frank the fucking Tank. Yeah, yeah. Corleone, Clemenza. With your, your AAU guys. You had your fucking AAU guys. You had those twins. Yeah, another set. Another set. Of, what's going to happen with those twins? You think those twins are going to do like the, uh, what are the other twins in the NBA? Uh, the uh, Phoenix guys? Markeith. Markeith and. Uh, and Keith. No, it's not Markeith and Keith. <laughs> we don't fact check here at the I Am Rappaport Pockets. Just so you know. When you're listening to this and you're like, you dumb fucks, you dumb fucks, our phones are down, our computers are down. We truly do not fact check. So we will, we will sound like dumb fucks, but we also take pride in that this podcast is live and direct. Live. There's no sugar coating. There's no sugar dicking. <laughs> Remember I said I wasn't going to say that? Yeah, I had, I, I had said to, it. I snuck that one in. Yeah, yeah. But there's no sugarcoating. We're going live and direct. We don't fact check. So right now, if we can't remember the name of those, the two Bopsy twins on Phoenix, the guys that get paid in one salary, oh. have the same tattoos, who live together, who drive to the games together. I want to see them have a fight. I want to uh, see them fight each yeah, other. Yeah, I want to see. They're like the fucking, you know, if they, because I heard they're remaking the movie The Shining. Why don't they have the fucking... Those twins from the Phoenix, instead of two little little girls, have those two scared. That'll be yeah. fucked up. You, you come and play with us. That kind of shit. What was the kid's name in the movie? Danny, come and play yeah, with Danny, us, Danny. Danny. It's the fucking the the the, the, the fucking uh, who are the twins on Kentucky? Was it Harrison? The twins? fucking Harrison twins. 
What the fuck, man? And the, the one of the Harrison twins had to apologize because after the game, when they asked about guarding Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky, he said, fuck this nigga. He said that under his mic. He said that under his mic. Just like the sore losers I thought they would be. <laughs> they didn't shake hands either. They didn't shake hands. The Kentucky team, they didn't shake hands. Calipari, you should be ashamed of yourself. He's always talking about, I'm just so proud of these kids. Yeah, but they, you didn't make them go shake yeah. their fucking hands, right. Calamari. <laughs> Corleone. You, you, you fucking lost. You lost. You lost. <laughs> All right. And now, uh, the uh, Gerald, you, you, you've been hot under the collar for uh, North Carolina. Yeah. We, we, we grew up loving North Carolina. Like, let, let's contextualize North Carolina. Dean Smith, before Jordan, North Carolina had a prestige, had a, you know, a yeah. je ne sais quoi. They had the, the white unis with the Carolina blue. The cons. They was wearing cons They back was wearing cons. The light blue cons. The powder blue shit. Dr. J's. Yeah. Yep. They were wearing them shits. Nobody had shit like that. And then a couple of years ago, Gerald, you said, what did you call uh what did you call the coach, the current coach? Just a good old boy. What's the gentleman's name? Roy Williams. So you call him just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Hmm, like the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, but this fucking guy turned out to be a real badass. And well, why? What did he do? Articulate this. Now, we haven't had this discussion. You said you had some shit in the tank about UNC and how they were steering their players to keep them elig- eligible. They were steering them into uh, shadow curriculums, which was classes that they didn't have to go to. Right. Rashard McCants right. brought this shit up years ago. Right. He was there when they won the championship. And I think that championship will be vacated. Damn. And uh, Rashard brought this up, and, and good old boy Roy. Good old boy Roy. Was like, oh, Rashard, I don't know what that boy talking about. I don't know. We here in Carolina, we do the thing we're supposed to do. That's what Roy said? That's, that's Roy. He He's, talks like that? Yeah. So, oh, shit. So I don't know. You know, it's that South Carolina shit, North Carolina. So as a person, <clears throat> as a person who bleeds blue, yeah, uh, I find Rashard McCann's story a little hard to, to swallow. Roy said that? Rashard told the truth. Yeah, he told the truth. And... Yo, they they giving the fucking black players. Yeah, they 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 can't. They, the lady found that they could they could they had learning disabilities. Right, and they were getting they were passing grades. She saw the transcripts. It was like fucking all A pluses. Oh shit! And these fucking guys can't even fucking spell. Shit, Mister Carolina. Yeah, Mister Dean Smith. Blue. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, Roy. Fuck you, Roy Williams. And fuck your whole crew. <laughs> you bullshitters. Yeah. You in Bayheim. NCAA yeah, is a man. cartel. The NCAA is Pay a- the black people, you fucking asshole. Yo, the NCAA is fucked up. And we grew up Syracuse fans. These guys. Jim are- Bayheim, they took away how many wins? A hundred and some change. Damn. He's fucking cheating. Damn. They're all cheats. But see, but I don't say he, he got caught. The other, all the schools are cheating. And in, in the 80s and the 90s, it was popping. Yo. Pam. Yeah, man. It, 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 NCAA sports are fucked up, man. They got to figure something out. It's, it's getting out of control. 
It's getting out, out of, control. of control. It's getting out of I don't have the, uh, or we don't have the think tank available to figure it out. Right. But we do know that it's fucked. That's it. And we got something else I wanted to uh, talk about. <clears throat> what did you want to talk about? Remember before we were talking about the cats with their pants down, the belts have now disappeared. Oh, belts are, belts are they're, they're gone. They're passe. So what I was saying, city council. They should make a dress code. Indecent exposure. I don't want to see your ass on the train, man. Sorry, man. I, I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see your fucking full ass on the train, brother. $200 fine if it's below the ass cheeks. Miss, I don't want to see your fucking ass on the train track, on the street. My kids, <sighs> pull your fucking pants up, man. Yo, it's at the thigh now. I Yo, <sighs> it's fucked up. It's fucked up. A $200 fine. And the cop give, beats your ass with the belt and then gives you the belt. You can't fucking do that. <laughs> but you're suggesting that. Yeah. They got to do something, man. That's indecent. They're going to have to pass a law. They're going to have to pass a law. Yeah. If you have your fucking pants below your fucking ass, it's indecent exposure. It's it People, grandmothers out here, you showing your fucking... Your ass? Pull yeah. your pants up, man. The, the, they make the shit that we were doing in the 90s look like they took it below the ass. They took it where it's like it's like it's almost like a mid like a mid thigh pair of pants. Like yeah. a pair of pants starts at your mid thigh. We should make pants like that. Make it more business. comfortable because you can't run. Just make them where they come right here. Or, or maybe they, they trick it and it wraps through the leg. It's like some sort of like like it's got some kind of Velcro thing. <laughs> Do that. But pull your shit up, man. Please. White, black, Puerto Rican. Everybody. Everybody. All you motherfuckers. <laughs> pull your shit up. Guys and girls, pull them up. Pull them the fuck up. The I Am Rappaport podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Casper.com. It's an award-winning sleep startup. Go to Casper.com. $50 off purchase of any size mattress. Damn. Put put in the code Rappaport. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Casper Mattress in New York City. Same day shipping in New York City. The mattress could fit in a cab. It could be messengered to your house. It comes in a box. It's unbelievable. Go to Casper.com and check it out. Gerald, how are you enjoying your Casper mattress? Casper is the best. And I'll tell you why it's the best. Why is it so good? My back was in tatters. Yeah, how is it now? It has realigned my spine. I love my Casper mattress. It's comfortable. It was incredibly easy to get to my apartment. Yep. Casper offers, you could keep the bed for 100 nights. You could get your freak on for 100 nights. If you do not like the bed after 100 nights of sleeping luxuriously, of your lady sleeping luxuriously, of your boyfriend sleeping luxuriously, whatever you're into, you're going to sleep good after 100 nights, you can return the mattress within 100 days. That's a guarantee. Great deal. Twin size, twin XL, full, queen, king, California king. Man, I never Deliver heard it. Two to five days. The bed will be delivered between two to five days anywhere in the United States and Canada. Same day delivery in New York City. A bike messenger could bring that. New technology. The bed will come 
in a fucking box. Casper.com. The promo code is Rappaport. You get $50 off the mattress. We do not plug. We do not support. We do not take sponsorship from anything we have not tried and we are not passionate about 450%. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast, and we fuck with Casper.com. Casper mattresses. Surter, can't fuck with this, yo. Yo, this is the Iron Rappaport podcast. We'll be right back after you listen to this fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're fucking back. Back. Yo, this is the Iron Rappaport podcast. We're coming live and direct from New York. Yes. We're doing it. We're big. doing the damn thing. Doing it big. <laughs> Yo, this is the all race everything edition of the I Am Rappaport podcast, part one. We tackle racism. And, you know. And race. You know what I started thinking about? You remember the Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy duet? I am white and you are black. <laughs> I am da-da-da-da, and he is blind as a bat. <laughs> that Joe Piscopo, Eddie Murphy shit? Masterpiece. Fucking great. <laughs> Joe, Piscopo, Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy were doing this shit. That was like Scotty and Mike. Like Scotty and Mike. Uh. So a lot of people don't know about Gerald's background and his point of view on race. You know about me. I'm a Jew bastard. <laughs> I wear New Balance because I love them and because I have a traditional Jewish foot. Gerald doesn't have the Jewish foot. No. Articulate what I'm saying. Like, I, I, like, and you're going to be like, what does that mean, Michael Rapp? Like, Some people could be offended by that. <clears throat> right? I have flat fucking Jew feet that are like... They're like, they feel like a, a baby's ass. <laughs> Gerald doesn't have those feet. I don't know what kind of feet you have, but I've seen this gentleman cut his toenails with a butcher knife. Like, it was nothing. Yeah. I also saw him wearing, explain how you used to wear your socks and your shoes and your socks. People I, are like, well, this is going all I, all I didn't. Me. I didn't know how to fucking uh, fold them up. And get them low like Jordan and those guys. You know right? Jordan wear low socks? This fucking guy would take the long socks, pull them down to his ankle, and then stuff the rest of the sock <laughs> into the shoe and play games and live life like that. Bunched up inside the shoe. <laughs> this is the Iron Rapport podcast, all race edition. All race edition. So, let me ask you a question. Are you Catholic? You, are, are, you, are, you, are you Protestant? What, what, what the fuck are you? I am a blank slate. Oh, I am nothing. Okay. I have no... I believe in one God. And here's why. Yeah. Uh, my situation... Is what? Explain it to the people. Is give, unique. Give it, give it, give it, give it, give As it. an African American, right? You're a black guy. Exactly. My situation is unique because our concept of religion comes from the slave master. Right. So me... Articulate that, though. 
the religion, the Catholic religion, comes from him because he sanctioned anybody, the black preacher. You couldn't, you couldn't read because if he caught you reading the slave master, he would execute you or give you a fucking lashing, right? But he gave you the Bible. So the Bible was convoluted and twisted to keep the people docile, mm. serve and obey your master. And uh, I reject that as I've gotten older. Right. So I, that's why I say I'm a blank slate because I can't accept the, that concept of religion coming from that. Now explain where your people are from because people are going to be like, what the fuck are you? Talk about your background. Gerald family is from South Carolina. Break it down though. Break it down. Eddie Stoll Island. Explain the history of that. Explain like your family. Like break that shit down. Eddie Stoll Island, South Carolina. Look it up. Is basically Charleston County, but it's the low country. It's where those ships docked, basically. The slave ships. And my family is still in that area. So we come from where, you know, African-Americans basically started. Straight up. South Carolina, those southern states near the water. So, you know, we got the most, you know, the harshest treatment. And, and that religion comes from the slave master. And me, I, I rejected that. But your mom, your mom's mom, her mom, and your father's father, his father, and mom's you're all Eddie Stowe everything. You're straight South Carolina. My, my mother's side is Eddie Stowe. South and where's Carolina. your father from? Columbia, South Carolina. You're straight South, yeah. Southern, Bef- African-American, Before black that, man, yeah. soul brother from Eddie Stowe. South Carolina. Blues shit. All everything. All right. See, people don't, people got to be, because they don't know who the fuck you are. I am Rappaport. They know I am Rappaport. They know I'm a Jew. And then G Monetti, like the funny guy. But, so, so articulate. So keep breaking it down. See, this is the all race edition. And I, I, I strongly believe I was just on Huffington Post with this dude last week. And I said, I strongly believe that race needs to be tackled and discussed. The more, the merrier. The more, the merrier. It's discussed. The more we, 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 we don't have to fight. We don't have to. You're right. I'm wrong. You're wrong. All right. It doesn't have to. It could just be listening and learning and trying to get some point of view on each other. Because black and white is always going to be issues. Brown and white. Brown and black now. I mean, it's just now race. We- it's just race and cultures. It's a fucking it's just a nonstop. It's just never ending, man. And I'm not even like going to try. I, I don't have any solutions or whatever but it is what it is we all have tendencies and beliefs and thoughts you can never say you don't acknowledge color you don't see color i don't believe that i just don't believe that you don't see color right right but we got to break it down you got to break it down and you got to have dialogue and this is the iron rapport podcast all race edition and we're having dialogue right here so g monetti so so finish what you were saying i want to uh kind of parallel this with uh the whole Ferguson Department of Justice report that came out on the Ferguson uh, Police Department yeah, and how it was uh, uh, very racially biased against its black citizens, basically terrorizing their citizens. This is, uh, you have to, when you talk about American history, 
you have to you can't separate the treatment of the black Americans from American history. Yeah. Right. So what is America? Apple pie. Right. Opening day. Baseball. And the hatred of its black citizens. And so on. Right. It's not just those things. It's it's it's, it's part of America. You're saying you're saying it's it's, it's woven it's into the fabric. All those things. Right. It's part of it. Right. Because if finish what you because I don't want people to think it's just that. Right. You're it's saying part of it. It's, right. It's, so if Norman Rockwell was to paint the late Norman Rockwell was to paint a picture of the black experience, right, as part of American history, he would have to paint someone being lynched. Right. With 20,000 beaming, smiling Christians. Damn. That was, that's part of it. That's part of it. That's part of America. And then, but, but then some people would say like this, this is what you're going to get. I don't think this, because I, 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 I've given the thought. I, I have other things. I don't want to be like, oh, you're, of course you don't think you're Michael Rapport. You're this, you're that, you're Mr. Black. I don't know. I, I, I don't think this, because I, I've given it thought, and, and, and is that... But but a lot of people would say, well, that was 400 years ago, Gerald. Get over it. Because a lot of white people, they well, say, I'm not the first one to say it, but they'll be like, that was 400 years ago, Gerald. Get over it. Right, right. And I feel like if it was never, ever taught, if, if, if it was never rebuilt, if it was never re- rehabbed, if it was never rehabilitated officially and technically... Of course it's going to take that long because you're starting from scratch and you're, you're starting from like the bottom to, 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 uh, to rebuild a culture that was stripped completely, right? Right, and how can... The, the difference between the Holocaust and slavery is, and, and I've said this before, and you're like, what the fuck? And I always feel nervous saying these things and, and, I, don't, and I don't soapbox or anything like that, although it kind of feels like I'm soapboxing just because I'm doing a podcast. It's a soapbox in general. But what I'm saying is like, what I was going to say is that the Holocaust <clears throat> was, an, was a horribly terrible situation, but the difference is that it was an isolated situation. And it was 10 years. And it was an isolated situation. It was 500 years. No, but it was an isolated, like it stopped. Right. It was horrifying yeah, and, and terrible. Exactly, yeah. But it did stop, and, and, and it was a, there was a beginning, middle, and an end to it. Slavery, it was like it happened, and then it was like, okay, go free now. And where the fuck they went? Back. Back to the same dudes. Back to the slave. They let you free with nothing. So where right. do you go back to? So we even like, well, 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 how come you haven't been able to figure it out, you know, 200 years ago, Gerald? Why haven't we, uh, why haven't I been able to figure? Black people. This is what white people would ask that question. You know, it's been so long ago. Why is it, you know, why? Like- the trick of integration. Right. Segregation was better for us. Because when you say... Yo, I don't want you in my restaurant. I don't want you drinking my fount- from my fountains. Okay, we'll set up our shit. Right. And we had it. If you look back in the, uh, the, 30, the 1800s, the 30s, from 1800s to the 30s, it was black, nay, banks, everything. You said, we, you, we don't want you. So we kept our dolls and we started making things. Right. Like Chinatown, Little Italy. Right. The trick of integration. Oh, the same person telling you, don't drink, you can't eat it, my shit, sicking dogs on you, is now telling you, come back. It's okay. That's where we lost everything. And, 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 and there's no playbook. There's no handbook to figure these things out. Like, you just, 
It's the, still going on. See, the fucking, it's still going on now. And that's like this, this whole race thing. That's why when race comes and bites people in the ass and race becomes the hot button topic of the week and race happens like it did in Ferguson and race happens like it did in Brooklyn with white cops killing black cops and the abuse and all that stuff. I just, my, my daughter asked me, why do they hate us so much? Why did she ask you that? Like what prompted her to ask you that? Just the, her seeing, uh, the Ferguson, the guy getting choked up on TV. She said, she said to you what? <clears throat> Why do they hate us so much? And Dad? what did you say? I said, your daughter, Amani said yeah. that? Yeah, she said, Damn. I said, I said, um, you have <clears throat> to understand uh, black people's identity in this nation. It's not good. And it's not our fault because when we came here, we in shackles. Right. So. How is the black man this and he's that, he's that, he wants this, he's stealing this, he, and he's in shackles. How did he get that reputation when he's working for you, right? He can't go out and steal shit. Right. He's in shackles. Right. So all that reputation is put on us and it lives with us to this day. And the guy, his brother's in the White House and he can't get from around it. Right. So that's Americana. That's us. The president of the United States still gets talked to crazy. That's us. That's the identity of black people in this nation. And then what about when they say, well, has there been progress made? Very little. It's, all, it's modernized. It's right. modernized now. It's what modernized. Do you mean? Explain that. I'm saying it's the same Ferguson, uh, Missouri, the way they governed and the way they terrorized their black citizens. And, and, and stealing money from citations for every conceivable uh, human behavior. Ticket, ticket, citation, uh, locking them up. It's same as the black codes of 1865 that regulates the black citizens' freedoms, that restricts them. Same thing. Now, this is going on across the land, right. which is the reason for riots. Right. That's why, with, like, I would ask the people... Put yourself in the black person's shoes, living in Ferguson, where you're in the car driving, stopped for no reason, given four tickets for nothing. Right. And then you can't pay them. They jail you. You lose your job. This, they targeted black people. They found this out. So you, 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 you got to understand riots in that context. And, 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 and articulate where, what was the thing you, 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 we were reading or you were reading um, the, the, the Ferguson, uh, the papers on Ferguson. It was the, uh, you the, could check it out if you don't. We did do, we didn't do fact checking, but we. They we, released the report. They released the report. The federal government went there. Because this is the Iron Rapport podcast. And even when we're talking about serious things, we try not to fact check because we try to make it an emotional Spontaneous a, a, an em, talk. A, a, an emotionally spontaneous pouring of the soul. Right. So, Department of Justice audited basically the whole department and they found overwhelming racial bias towards its black citizens. 21,000 black residents, 16,000 had warrants. Get the fuck out of here. For traffic citations. Damn. So they were fleecing. You could look up this shit online. You could read a report by the government. They were fleecing the citizens. See, it was like Bucktown, that 1975 film where the white sheriff and everything was uh, housing, taking all the fucking money from the citizens. 
And then fucking Fred Williamson came and changed shit up. He shut shit down. Same shit there. And that's why they were. It's percolating all over the nation. What, 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 what is your feeling about this summer coming in, in, uh, across the country? I hope things get better. I hope things, nothing bad yo, happens. These, yo, these, these racists ruin. They still think, they don't think of, you see, this is the problem, rap. They don't view black people as full citizens. Yeah, they don't. So when I say the laws don't apply, when people be like, oh, oh, we, black people be like, this is we, we, I, those laws don't apply to you. So you, you shouldn't be surprised when you get in court. The system wasn't de- designed with you in mind. Right. Because you were the slave. Right. And this is the truth. And you have to accept that. So when you see that, you be like, don't be surprised. Right. My solution and my point is. What's your solution? The people of the past, Jack Johnson and those athletes from the 20s and the 1800s, they lived abroad. They lived here for a while. And they got the fuck out of they town. They used that citizenship and they got the fuck out and they had better lives outside of the United States. And they would come back and forth. You, I, I'm starting to think that's a solution because if they did it in the 20s and in the 1800s where so, it was worse. Can you imagine Jack Johnson coming through? Yo, it's the, wait, the wait, 20s, wait. the 60s. Wait, wait, wait. Just think it is. It's fucking 50,000 people. Jack Johnson. He has nobody on his side. He has to walk through to get to the ring. Right. Imagine all the shit that he heard. Right. Right? Nobody. No black people could come cheer for him. Right. And he's there. And he did what? He kicked ass and he <laughs> left with the white chicks. Yeah. And they had a riot because of that. Yeah. But Jack Johnson lived abroad. Right. And maybe people need to start thinking like, yo, yo. Maybe we need to look elsewhere because this, this shit ain't getting no better for you. No. For us. Because our, our identity is that. If the president can't get no respect, yo, he's the, he's the fucking president of the United States. Caricatures of his wife, this and that. And I think <clears throat> he's done a great job as far as bringing the country back from the brinks of fucking destruction with yo it's crazy this Diane Rapport podcast is the all race edition and we out